Hello everyone, hope your day's going well. Um, it's been a while since we've been together. We need to summarize the first real session that we've had on Wednesday night midweek um, for our First Corinthians class. The passage of scripture that I'm going to summarize here for us in our st- that we studied last week is 1 Corinthians 14 verses 20 through 33. Before I give you an opportunity to read through that, I just want to um, talk a little bit about what we're in the middle of. It's been a, it's been a long three months since we were um, together when we met in class uh, the first time a couple weeks ago. And... Um, Paul here in 1 Corinthians 14 is, is kind of finally concluding, I say finally because he spent some significant time with um, this subject of, of, of spiritual gifts, specifically speaking in tongues. And it, in this passage here that we're looking at uh, this today, and I'm summarizing, he concludes that. So, But to make sure we're in the right frame of mind for this, and also because the the last time, uh, the last session we had last April, um, I did not do a concluding summary session of that. Um, I'm just going to give you a graph. It's a lot easier to see this than to talk about it, um, but maybe you can kind of put it, um, visualize it just a little bit. Um, as we began chapter 14, Paul makes it really, really clear. Well, keep in mind, in this context of speaking in tongues, he's talking about speaking in tongues in a... Uh, corporate setting where, where the church as a whole, which in Corinth that would be a number of house churches, were coming together occasionally um, to worship together. And um, that's the setting. And it was quite obviously from what he writes a, a, a very chaotic scene. There, there wasn't any order in the midst of that. So when he's talking about the speaking in tongues here, he is referring specifically to that. And what I mean by that is he is not in any way whatsoever um, telling those who had the gift of speaking in tongues not to do this um, in private, um, to do it uh, It's many times between them and the Lord, and it's perfectly okay in private to not have an interpreter, that sort of thing. Um, this is a public setting is what he's referring to. So um, how he starts the first four verses of chapter 14, he does kind of a little comparison contrast between speaking in tongues and the opposite of that um, in this comparison contrast is the spiritual gift of prophecy, meaning speaking a word of the Lord. Now, one more definition by tongues here. He is not referring, he's speaking to, to the tongues of angels, um, which basically kind of means those, those spiritual tongues, the ones that need interpreting. Nobody understands them without that. Um, this is not the speaking in tongues that took place at, at the beginning of the church in Acts 2, where the apostles were speaking in their own language, but the, the crowd was hearing them in their own diverse languages, because there were a lot of languages represented there that day and dialects. This is this is this is more of the tongue of angels, those that are that are not understood without interpretation. Alright, so this is what he says. He he's doing this comparison contrast in the first four verses between tongues and prophecy. Um, with tongues, the audience, listen closely, the audience with speaking in tongues is God. It's an individual speaking in this language because nobody else is understanding what they're saying. In prophecy, the audience is the church because people are understanding what is being said. Um, the context of this, the content of this, what is being said in tongues, it is mysteries. As I said, people don't know what's being stated. In prophecy, the content is edification, exhortation, and consolation. Edification is building people up. Exhortation is encouraging people. And consolation is comforting people. Um, And then finally, 
Um, the last comparison he makes is who uh, this, this, these spiritual gifts build up. Um, and speaking in tongues, the one built spiritually is the speaker. Um, they were built up by this. Um, in prophecy, the church is the one who's built up. So when he does this little comparison contrast, it makes it very clear why Paul very, very much preferred um, prophecy in a corporate setting rather than speaking in tongues. And by prophecy, and we're not speaking here specifically about being able to, the spiritual gift of being able to tell something that's coming in the future, um, meaning uh, being revealed to them by God. This is the prophecy of speaking, um, as we said, encouragement, um, uh, building up others, uh, as well as comforting others at different times. So it becomes pretty clear in that little chart that Paul, um, who did speak in tongues himself, as a matter of fact, in fourteen, chapter 14, he says, uh, actually it might have been earlier in chapter 12 when he's in this subject, he says, I speak, I, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. So this is a spiritual gift that Paul did have, but he very much in the corporate setting preferred prophecy over speaking in tongues. So that being said, let's jump into chapter 14, verses 23. 33. I'll give you a moment to read through that on your own, and then we're going to conclude this really quickly. Um, so go ahead and do that and give you a second. Okay, hopefully you've had a time to look through that. I'm not going to get into a lot of the, the details we looked at last Wednesday night in this, um, this the sign for unbelievers as, as opposed to sign for believers and that sorts of thing. Not to say that that, that isn't important. Um, more important, the point that's being made through all of that is this. Um, in Corinth, in some of these corporate settings, it was pretty obvious by what Paul is writing here that there were times that there were outsiders involved in those services that were there. By outsiders, mean non-believers. And the issue was when there was when the scene was chaotic, when there was a lot of people speaking in tongues um, out of order, nobody trying to say what was being interpreted by that. This chaotic scene would do nothing to build up the church. But it also would do nothing to convict those non-believers. Um, whereas prophecy gives the opportunity for conviction to take place. Um, and uh, that's the point he's making. He's making in this. There will, if there are, which there will be, because the, the people in Corinth were an evangelistic people, and they were bringing uh, non-believers into their services at times. He said, prophecy must be what's taking place. Otherwise, they're going to see this, this chaotic scene of people speaking in tongues, and it all going on at the same time. They're just going to think you're absolutely crazy. They're, they're, they're not going to be impacted by that anyway whatsoever. And they're probably not going to come back. So following that, that's kind of verses 20 through 25. Following that, he basically now sets uh, up a, a, an order of service, if you will, for... Um, the, the church services there in Corinth, um, these corporate services. And here's one thing you need to keep in mind. This isn't really a blueprint. This is this is a call for order. In other words, what had been what had been related, relayed, I should say, to Paul through correspondence was that these these services were anything but um, but having any sort of order in them. It was very, very chaotic. And, uh, and that is what he was trying to combat. Um, so he went on to tell them, if somebody speaks in tongue, you have to have somebody um, interpreting. And if they are speaking in tongues, they don't do it simultaneously. There's one doing it at a time, and you keep that number to a few. And after, after that takes place, there has to be someone to interpret that. Um, 
This is another thing. He even went beyond that to say when somebody is speaking in a language that is understandable, he said there must be order in that as well, not people speaking over each other, people getting frustrated, that sort of thing. Uh, it needs to be done with order. Um, it was kind of interesting in this that Paul brings up earlier um, in this discussion in chapter 11 that this prophetic speaking, in other words, speaking a word of the Lord in the service, this is something that wasn't just taking place by one individual, say what we would probably call a preacher or a minister or a pastor or something. It seemed like there were a number of them, men and women, who had the ability to go, to spiritual gift to give a word of the Lord. It seemed like in chapter 11, verses 4 and 5, that that was just as commonplace within the church as prayer itself. So that's kind of an interesting thing that um, that this was done um, by by more than one person but he said when that takes place it must take place with order um, the point of all of this and this is where we'll wrap up um, and he, he makes this very clear in verse 33 when he says for God is not a God of confusion but peace as in all the churches of the saints the point is this the assembly when when when, the, when these when these people who normally meet in house churches come together in a larger group, this should be a it should be a, an atmosphere where all believers can be built up and non-believers can be convicted by the message of the gospel and this does not take place in a chaotic atmosphere and that's what Paul was so concerned about there in Corinth and why he spent so much time talking about this so that should wrap things up for um, the discussion on, on on spiritual gifts more specifically speaking in tongues because the church in Corinth had very much a fascination with this and Paul needed to address it um, now uh, tonight today is the 21st it's a Wednesday and we'll have class tonight at seven o'clock we hope you can join us we'll have a meeting before that at six if you'd like to come that as well and there's classes for all ages as well as child care uh, so we'd absolutely love to have you um, tonight we'll be looking at first corinthians chapter 14 verses 34 through 40 so if you want to read through that ahead of time to be prepared for tonight um, hope to see you this evening have a great day